It is a scam when you don't allow everyone to operate on fair terms. We are the Robin Hoods of sports betting. We take something back from the rich bookies and enable our customers to beat them instead. G'day everyone, welcome to live Q&A with me, myself and I. It's good to be back, it's been a while. Um, very late notice decision by myself, but I thought I got a bit of time this morning. Might as well fire it up. It's been a, yeah, for those who have been still checking out the YouTube channel here and there, waiting for some content. It has been a while since I've done a video or done a live stream. So um, thought I would jump back on and give you guys something. I couldn't, didn't really have time to prepare much. But um, at least I've had time to to jump on and uh, we can kind of make it up as we go. Uh, I do see lots of questions on, um, you know, the social media places where trade mates, where trade mate, you know, Facebook, Twitter, all this kind of stuff, YouTube often. Um, and I have not. Yeah, I just don't have the time to really get involved in replying and stuff anymore. So, um, yeah, hopefully enough people have been able to see this is happening tonight and you guys can fire away any questions that you have about anything really. Um, I'm not sure I'm the best person to ask out there about anything to do with trade, mate, the software and stuff at the moment. I mean, I'm obviously going to have better answers than most people, but um, considering I don't do, you know, too much betting on TradeMate sports software anymore or, um, you know, or work full-time, part-time kind of stuff anymore, I'm not up to date with the with the, uh, with the day-to-day operations of TradeMate. So I might be a bit limited in terms of what I can answer there or at least give a good answer. Um, so keep that in mind, but yeah, feel free to ask any general questions about sports betting or whatever. Um, already got a few guys logging in. So start firing away your questions on YouTube. That would be fantastic guys. Otherwise I'll have nothing to talk about. Um, John L's here. G'day mate. Good to see you. The man himself, Neil Shah says, good evening, Professor Vella. Wow, Professor. I like that. I wonder where that came from. Um, let's, uh, I've got some, or we have some, some uh, comments here before we even started from Life is Really Hard. It's fun, fun name. Is this guy a tout or is he for real? I have never heard of him. Can't wait to see this guy's picks. I haven't heard of him in Vegas and I bet in Vegas every day. Well, you might be able to um, tell why I don't live in Vegas by my by my accent. Um, and is this guy real? That was the other question. I should probably maybe get that one up. Um, I'm not a tout really, mate. I'm, uh, I'm just, a am just a sports better. Uh, and I mean, I guess not everyone has to sell, sell their bets, picks, whatever you want to call it 
to to just be a just be a professional um so um yeah i don't really know how to answer this question i mean i'm a real human being i have sell picks in the past uh i don't anymore so yeah pete h says deleted my earlier message no i I don't know if he's talking about me or someone else, but I haven't deleted any messages. Sorry, mate. My better life. Where's the replacement Gooners poster, mate? Well, mate, it was a picture of a Bamiyang holding up an FA Cup trophy. And, um, yeah, I mean, do, do I... Uh... Yeah, I don't really... Do I have to explain why that poster's not up anymore? I mean, firstly, I've moved places now, so I can't have it on a, you know, some blinds. So there's your excuse, mate. But I mean, Abamyang, he's not really a gooner anymore, is he? He did the ultimate, the ultimate bad deed, I guess. Went to Chelsea. Bit of a sellout. Evening, AJ Sports Bets. Ivo Galabov. I'm sorry if I've pronounced that wrong, mate. He says, why don't you use the TradeMate software anymore? Well, I do use it, just um, just not too much. I mean, mostly just down to where I am, where I live. So in Australia, I think at least last time I checked, there was only maybe five or something bookmakers you could use from Australia, like Sportsbet, Bet365. Um, oh, I'm not sure if there's any more actually. I mean, there was a time where you could use Neds slash Ladbrokes, but that feed has been down for a while. They haven't gotten any odds from them for a while. Um, I think the points bet feed is completely different to the American one. So, I mean, I could be wrong, but pretty sure you're only going to be able to use two bookmakers here in Australia, at least that I'm aware of at the moment. I could be wrong, maybe a few more. Um, and oh, Unibet. Sorry, that's another one. Unibet, I just don't bother with these days. They're easily, I just they just limit straight away. I, I, I don't even bother with uh, trade mate stuff on them, but um, I, it's different elsewhere though. I don't know why, but I don't know if other people are having more success, but yeah, I still bet some bet 365 stuff with trade mate and some sports bet stuff too. But it's like you know, compared to my overall volume of bets every week. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's very minimal. Let's just say if I place 200 bets a week, I'd probably be placing 10 or less on trade, mate. You know, so it's very, it's very minimal. Just, just down to, there's just not much that, that comes through in, in terms of what I want to bet. So, yeah. Um, John L., Got oh, the, the the poster got torn down after City done them in. Um, oh man, I don't even know where the poster is. I haven't had it up for ages. Tout from Fainting the Line. Good to see you, Paul, mate. You've sold pics of what, Alex? Didn't know you were into that. Yeah, mate. Live a live a secret life. Can use from Dyer Ruffer. He says, "Can you be profitable with fourteen leg parlays?" Well. Most likely, no, 
it is possible, yes. And by profitable, we're talking about if we did this for years, let's just say, because if you're doing 14 leg parlays, that I assume we're, we're talking, you know, it's going to be a pretty big odds. You know, maybe you combine lots of really small odds together. Even if you do that, they're going to be pretty decent odds by the end of it. Um, and, you know, let's talk about when we're talking about high odds ranges, you really need, a, you know, a good sample size to see if you are you are profitable or not. So if, I'll answer this question as if you're saying, can you be profitable in the long term of 14 leg pilots? Because you could be profitable with them over three of them if one of them hits and the two of them loses, if you know what I mean. Um, but in the long term, uh, most likely you are not going to be profitable. Um, but you could be profitable if you're sharp, if every single leg of that parlay or at least most of them are plus EV bets and you combine them together, then yes, you could be profitable. But what is the chance of you at one single point in time finding 14 different bets at one sports book at the same time, 14 plus EV bets? I'm not even sure the best sports better in the world could do that at one sports book. Don't know if that's possible. I would say highly unlikely. So if you're buying picks from someone or someone's saying that they're the master of the, you know, 10 plus parlay leg kind of um, bets, whatever, then they're mostly not, they're not going to be sharp. It's just, it's really hard to do. Maybe you could find across a weekend, maybe you could find 14 bets across uh, 10 different, five different sports books and add them all together to make a good multi, but you can't do that. You have to do it at one sports book. Um, so in general, if you are betting accumulators or parlays, then you need, you need, you need each leg or a vast majority, 90% of the legs to be plus EV bets or value bets. And if they're not, then you are essentially uh, multiplying the bookmaker's edge that they have against you. So if you're putting in, I would say, even if you put seven plus EV bets, you know, or maybe you put in five plus EV bets and 10 negative EV bets, all those negative, I mean, they all multiply against each other, but it would end up to be a massive negative EV bet. So I hope that explains the reasons why accumulators are the bookies dream for people to do is because they're assuming that every single bet that you place is negative EB. It's, it's not, um, it's not got value. So every time you accumulate those together, your edge against the bookmaker is, is becoming worse and worse and worse. But if you do it the other way around, then it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So, um, yeah, I'm sure I've answered that question. I've probably talked too much about it. Chanel, are you using Toppy much? Not really. It would, I mean, in terms of volume, they get probably one to three bets from me every week. Um, yeah, their, their limits have gone down significantly in the last six months to a year. 
I think uh, me and Tristan talked about this quite a lot in the in the interview we did about a year ago, a bit less than that. Um, they were having lots of problems with you know new um, new taxation laws that were coming in that basically you know meant that their margins profit margins were getting thinner and thinner. So they've had to take more of a cautious approach approach to their limits. So um, yeah, I don't. In general, I didn't really use them too much just because they're not like a you know a sports bet or a three six five and have a huge amount of markets that I normally bet into. But I was you know often using them for for um, for UFC, which I still do. Um, but their markets have reduced there and their limits, um, and they're sharp. So like once you well sharpish in the sense that. You know, if you bet them, the price moves. Uh, so, like, yeah, it's just hard to get a lot, a lot down on them. Um, so, yeah, no, no, not using them too much. A little, do a little bit of golf on them. Maybe the odd uh, try scorer for the NRL rugby league here. So, yeah, not much, mate. These questions are firing through. Great, um, great, um. Great, uh, great volume of questions. Good to have everyone along. Uh, what do we got? Sending pics of Toppy. I'm not too sure what you mean there, Paul, mate. Had too many beers. What is your current staking plan from AJ Sports Bets? Um, well, for my own bets, I like to use a, I guess, a ten point scale. You could call it, or you could call it a. A, a scale from one to 10, whether you want to replicate that over one unit or two units, three in terms of going up. Like, so let's just say we were using it on a scale of one unit, one unit being your max bet. You go 0 0.1, 0 0.2, 0 0.3, all the way up to one. So I like to use that kind of scale. Um, and I guess use like a, a morphed version of Kelly and, um, uh, what would you call it, like scaling it in terms of the odds range. So um, like I'm not going to put one unit, my max bet, on something that's five in odds, let's just say. Um, I would if it was like the true odds were like 1.5 or, you know, something like that. But hopefully you guys can understand what I mean. Um so I use the scale, let's just say one to 10. Um, and so my max bet will be on things where the odds range is quite low, like below twos or around that kind of mark, 2.5 to 1.5 kind of odds. And the edge is quite significant. Um, and then from there, you know, maybe have like a, uh, a six out of 10 kind of unit play on something that's two in odds or, or lower, but it's not a very big edge. Those kind of like, it's, it's pretty, it's kind of all in my head and it's worked out for me the last, you know, two years or whatever. So it's hard to, um, but it's hard to kind of put into words how it all works. But if I had to, it's kind of a, a mixture of Kelly criterion and um, betting to win, a certain amount of units, if you get what I mean. So 
I'm not going to go and put a shitload of money on uh, a high odds range, even if it's quite a big edge because, I mean, I just don't really. So, like, for example, let's just say I can get something at fives, but I've got true odds of three. So that's a, that's a humongous edge. But I'm not going to go and lump max bet on that just because, yes, it is a huge edge, but it's still a 33% chance of happening. So it's not, it's not, you know, it's a 33, it's not probably going to happen. There's a good chance that it's not going to happen. It's most likely not going to happen. So, you know, maybe I'd scale that down to like a, a six out of 10, a seven out of 10 kind of unit play. Hope that makes sense, mate. Tom Payne, what do you make of the UK's potential changes to the gambling industry? I'm sorry, Tom, mate. I'm not the person to ask about this. Um, I have no idea what the white paper is. I don't really, uh, I'm probably unlike a lot of gamblers um, in the sense that I don't really, I'm, I just, I don't, in terms of my Twitter feed and stuff like where I read up news and stuff, I just have zero interest in like gambling news people posting their plays, uh, people posting their opinions on betting. I just try and stay away from it on the on the news platforms that I follow. I just don't really enjoy, you know, Twitter's, I guess, a space for me to have some fun and go see what, you know, latest sports highlights or sports news, this kind of stuff. I don't really, um, I don't really keep up to date, with, especially in the UK, mate, because I'm in Australia. I don't really keep up to date with any of that stuff, but feel free to, um, send it in, mate, and I can talk about it. Uh, I just have no idea what that is. I obviously keep up to date with some of the gambling stuff happening here in Australia, which has been quite interesting at the moment, quite a lot happening. Um, so I'll keep up to date with that because that's, you know, relevant to what I'm doing here. But, yeah, sorry, mate, don't know too much about that one. Delimi Munza. I'm sorry if I haven't pronounced that right, mate. What staking plan do you employ for maximum maximum returns? Well, I kind of just answered that actually. Uh, so if you just if you didn't hear the answer, mate, AJ Sports Bets asked the exact pretty similar question. So just rewind a bit, and you'll hear the answer to that. Co touch. What's your betting style? Alex? in play betting or pre match exchanges or brokers? Well. My my style is mostly um, mostly pre-match or all pre-match, 98%, I would say. And then when I'm watching the UFC, I will place the odd in-play uh, wager between rounds, um, you know, which is the only only sport that I bet in play just because I have thorough, you know, I... I do research on the on the cards during the week and then or on the fights during the week and then I watch them play out my bets and then you know if I see something I like in play then I'll hit that and if I am doing that then I will if I'm doing in play betting then I'll be hitting that on a broker um, I use the exchanges a lot for golf mostly um, and but outside of that yeah mostly just soft books um, yeah, you. I would say I use brokers more than exchanges because I can get a better uh, commission deal there. But obviously, brokers don't have the same amount of markets. So, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, mate, mostly, mostly pretty much betting. And, and like, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a, a steam, like I'm not a top down approach. I'm more of a, with my UFC, do a few other sports too, very minimally, uh, mostly like bottom up. So originating my own numbers, handicapping, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then outside of that, um, subscribe to a few tipsters, a few touts, and also um, just getting information from from other guys that I've built relationships over the over the years. Hey Alex, have you ever used the pro version of TM Trade Mate? If yes, do you think it's worth it, mate? I I've dabbled around with it because. Um, so yeah, God, it's been a while. So I'm not sure exactly what bookmakers they have at them. I think is SBO still around. I can't really remember. Um, I couldn't, I can't get access to SBO. So I've never tried that out, but I believe that was potentially the most profitable book on the pro version. Um, you got pinnacle, of course, I don't think you can use that with trade mate. Um, or at least be profitable with it in terms of just using the software, uh, the exchanges. I think that's what I dabbled around with years ago. I can't even remember how it went. I feel like the limits were really like the liquidity was really bad. Um, so, mate, I'm, I'm not really the person to, to answer this question. Sorry, mate. Um, there are probably better people out there that have used the, the pro version for a long time to tell you whether it's worth it or not. But I don't really have access to a lot of the the books and stuff like that that, that you could utilize TradeMate Pro with. But I would say I did write an article about this. Let me see if I can find the article that I wrote on the blog one time. Um, pro, um, because I kind of wrote more of a, a general guide. Uh, I wrote an article somewhere on there about um, things to think about if you want to look at TradeMate Pro. Um, and, oh, here we go. That's my bit. Ah, uh, yes. I found it. Yeah, let's uh, – I'll just send this through. And I wrote this, uh, I think, two <laughs> – I wrote this two and a half years ago, so I don't know how um, how relevant it is now, but I'll chuck it in here into the message bar here, and you guys can um, you guys can read that if uh, if you're interested in Trade Mate Pro. All right, but I think the general theme of what I wrote from memory is that you need to be smart to use TradeMate Pro effectively. You need to um, you need to have a vast knowledge of sports betting 
and be able to apply the software in your favor, if you get what I mean. Conal Riley. What's the best way to get into modeling odds? Let's say you are watching old football games or anything. How do you turn the events you see happening into quantitative, into a quantitative figure? Any resources? Hmm. Well, I, I've never modeled. So once again, maybe not the greatest person to ask this question to, but I would say modeling is extremely difficult in today's today's day and age um i just don't think it's the i think a lot of people think that when you first get into sports betting and you want to originate or handicap a sport that modeling is the first thing you should try or modeling is the best thing to do um i just don't think it is if I was you, mate, and maybe I'm biased because this is what I do. Um, you need to find something in the in a game or sport that you're watching that is not factored into the odds. Now, to do that with a model these days is unbelievably hard, depending on what sport, obviously, but, you know, if you're talking about really any soccer league around the world, there's always going to be someone someone else who's got better data, access to better data, metrics, all this kind of stuff than you. So it's unbelievably hard to win from modelling in certain sports, like your big sports at least. Um, and then the issue is, all right, find in mind a smaller sport, uh, what <laughs> might be hard to find data in general, a reliable data at least. So I'm, that might be an unpopular opinion, but I think you, you're much better. Um, you're saying here, how do you turn events you see happening into quantitative figures, any resources? First, I couldn't help you with any resources because I don't do any modeling at all, but get uh, the way I... Uh, built an edge in, 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 you know, betting MMA and other sports is from understanding everything about sports betting, understanding how the markets work, um, why certain things are priced certain ways, and then using my eyeballs and my knowledge of a certain sport and then converting that to making my own odds and yeah, that's kind of how I was able to, to build an edge in certain sports. So if you're seeing things with your eyes, that doesn't mean you then need to convert that to a model. You can just do that all in your head and then you can see, okay, I came up with this number. Where did the number close? Depending if it's a you know an efficient market or not. And you can start to see whether you've got a got an edge or not. So, but maybe the market doesn't even factor in what you're doing yet. So then, yeah, that's where it all becomes a bit tricky. But I hope that helps you out, Connell. Willie O'Grady, hey, Alex, is it true you don't get limited in Australia? Uh, well, that is not true, but there are minimum bet laws for horse racing and greyhounds and harness racing here. So I 
couldn't tell you the exact minimum bet limits for every single kind of race, but basically I think you can you can win up to a certain amount on certain races. So let's just say your biggest races of the year of the year, you know, every Saturday or whatever. I think Wednesdays too, those high, you know, those big metropolitan races. I think you can win up to two thousand dollars here or something like that. Um, might be a bit less than that. I could be wrong, but yeah. So there are minimum bet laws here in Australia for for but for racing, not for sports. But there is a chance that I've, I don't know how big of a chance, but there is a slight chance. There's lots happening in in. Um, there's just been a lot happening in the gambling industry. Uh, um, the last, I think a month ago, there was some, you know, kind of hearing where Sportsbet and a few other bookmakers were invited to, to talk and, you know, understand more about limiting punters. So I don't know if that's going anywhere or will go anywhere. We'll see. Maybe it will. Maybe something will come in for sports betting too. Fainting the line. Let's jam them on the prop builder could use from tricks for liquidity third party not sharp i think you are paul talking about getting more liquidity down on top sport prop builder good luck with that mate i love trade mate willie o'grady oh he's the same guy that just asked me about limiting in australia i love trade mate made of six figures last year with you guys tremendous mate great stuff well done AJ Sports Bets. If Betfair Exchange give higher odds than soft bookies, then why do pros use soft bookies? For example, uh, bet is three to one at three six five, so three point zero, and the Betfair Exchange is three point one. Well, the simple answer for me would be my um, my commission rate on most Betfair marks is five percent. So if you're offering me 3.1, that means um, there's a commission of 5% on that. So you go, you take out the, on, on, on your wins, that is. So if you go 2.1 then times by 0 0.95, that makes the odds 2.99. So it's basically the exact same, but except 365's got a tiny bit more value. Um, so why would they use the the 365 in that example? Maybe he would maybe this would be my guess is that maybe uh it's hard. May are we talking about a scenario where you're thinking of taking a bet and you see it's threes at bet365, but then you see it's 3.1 on the exchange and you're going, oh, maybe it's not a sharp bet because there's someone looking to lay that. You know, normally the odds are sharper at an exchange. Someone wants to take that bet. Normally sharp, sharp guys are working on the exchanges. So is it because of that or just because they just decide that they'd rather take it at 365? Not too sure. It would be much and much the same. That's the thing. So um, maybe that's why, mate, that they're taking it at 365 because it's basically the exact same odds. Um, yeah. And 
that's a five, oh, that's with a five percent commission. I know that in some sports, Betfair take ten percent commission. So then we're talking about Bet three six five clearly being the better place to place that bet. Pinnacle says they welcome winning players. Don't they have limits? Can I make a million dollars a year betting with them and they won't limit me? Most people will not be able to make money from Pinnacle, only the sharpest of the sharp sports bettors. They welcome uh, winning players. Um, Yeah, well, they have limits. So, um, like, that's kind of the way that sports betting should operate. They should, ha- you should know exactly how much you're allowed to bet. Um, so, um, yeah, sometimes you may be able to get more money down on a soft book, but that's just, that's because they have a completely different, completely different model. Pinnacle are the sharpest bookmaker for a reason because they normally have the biggest limits, especially closer to kickoff on, on certain sporting events. So they welcome winning players to help them shape their odds. They're never going to limit someone, like overall. Sure, they'll limit your stake to a certain amount, but it's not like, you know, maybe on like a really lower league soccer game, you're going to be able to get absolutely nothing down basically because it's a very lower league soccer game. But they welcome they welcome they welcome every sports better because they want everyone's opinion to come into the market and to shape their odds for them so yes they have limits they're not just gonna you know have unlimited limits um because then they'll just get absolutely pounded on 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 certain things you know maybe some news comes into the market maybe some um you know a lower league soccer game you can't expect them to know everything about the australian national premier league queensland soccer league you know oh shit um so yeah can i make a million dollars a year betting with them and they won't limit me yeah oh yeah if you i mean you can make as much as you want and they're not going to limit you no but they're going to use your information um, to adjust their odds. And then also they're going to use the, your information to, to make money, I would assume, elsewhere. So, sorry, it's got a quick issue. One sec. All right. Um, yeah, but, but, mate, we're talking about daddy danger here, mate. We're saying... If you to make a million dollars a year from from betting uh, Pinnacle, only the best do that. The one percent, not you know, the one percent, probably less than one percent, much less. I would probably say. <clears throat> do you have, do you have the Nuggets tonight? Is that a? <clears throat> I'm assuming the uh, the Nuggets, the basketball team, are playing tonight. Let's have a look. I assume that's what you mean. No, oh, man. What's the day today? Friday. Yeah, they're playing today. Do I have the Nuggets tonight? <clears throat> 
Well, I might eat some nuggets tonight, but I don't follow basketball, mate. Jatch, use it. Sorry, mate, if I pronounced that wrong. When you're placing a bet, what percentage would you say is gut feeling versus analysis? Um, yeah, mate, most of the, mostly, you know, 99% will be analysis and the other 1% is if I'm watching some kind of game with my, you know, by myself or with my friends or whatever, I just want to, you know, have a fun kind of small bet on the game to give myself some interest, then I'll probably go with my gut, but probably be some analysis sprinkled in there too. So, yeah, mate, it's it's mostly going to be be down to analysis. Gut feeling is um, not really something that is quantifiable and useful, I would say. Yeah. My better life. Mate, Neil has got a question for me. He's still here. If you're interested in looking at building some of your own models, oh, oh okay, so this was the reply back to the modeling question. Yeah. So Neil's saying it's very difficult to 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 model. Um, he agrees with me mostly, um, and the the model is just a base to start from, not the end point. Yeah, I guess that's fair enough. Yeah, maybe it kind of having a model or a very basic model helps you understand why certain things are priced certain way. So yeah, I'm sure that's useful. Like I probably said, like I'm just not the great person to ask about modeling because I've never done it. <clears throat> and I know that if I ever got into modeling, I would lose my love of what I do for my work because I just, yeah, I just have, I have zero interest in in that kind of stuff. I would, uh, yeah, I feel like I would wreck my brain trying to model and I would lose love for what I do. So... <laughs> Uh, okay says over two and a half is better or handicap if one team is favorite, like odds of 1.35 in soccer. Yeah. Um, I just don't feel like there would be any general rule for that, mate. You'd have to give me an example of a, a game that I'm trying to handicap at least, but yeah, mate, I don't really, uh, I don't bet too much on 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 football on, on soccer, so I'm not really the person to ask about this. But yeah, over, I would assume this is kind of just like something where you can't really have a general rule for it. You probably take it game by game. Uh, Connor Riley, just to follow up on the last question, how do I make up my own numbers? Let's say you notice something happened in MMA. How do you make up your own percentage? How do you know it's not priced into the market? Yeah, so most of my most of my my betting on the UFC is in the prop markets. Mostly, I do you know bet the money lines and over unders here and there. Um, but then again, you instead of betting over unders, you could still go and bet you know will the fight go the distance and all this kind of stuff. So it's kind of similar. So. Um, how do I make up my own numbers, at least in the prop markets? What I'll do is I will, you know, do tape on the fight 
um, I'll come up with my rough numbers as to what I would have the, the money line odds at. And then from there, I'll check the markets, see if I'm close to it or not, kind of understand why they're at certain numbers compared to me. Most of the time, I'll be very, very close to their number. And then from there, um, you know, just, you know, maybe I'll move my price a couple of points up or down <clears throat> based on that. And then I'll go and say, so let's just say I price X fighter at, uh, at evens. So it's a 50-50 fight. And one of the fighters is a 50% chance of winning. I will then go into the prop markets and see, all right, do I think this guy is going to win by uh, decision, KO, submission? Is he going to get a KO or a sub? Um, that kind of stuff. And uh, <clears throat> and work out percentages from there. So I might say, yeah, I think um, X fighter is 50% chance of winning the fight overall, but I think if he does win the fight, he's highly unlikely to 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 win by finish. He's most likely going to win a uh, decision because of X reasons. And then I'll allocate a certain percentage of that 50% to him winning by decision. So maybe I'll say um, uh, yeah. So maybe I'll say I think it's, you know, 40%, 45% chance he wins by decision. And then you do the mass of 40% chance is, is 2.5. So I'd say, all right, anything that's 2.55 or bigger, I'll take on him to win by decision. And how do you know if it's not priced into the market? Well, that's probably... Um, I mean, it's a very hard, hard question to answer, but I think mo like, I think it's uh, it's not a, the most uh, efficient market in the world. The MMA market, at least the prop betting market, isn't. So I know that it's not priced in because I, I, they just go via metrics. So metrics don't tell you certain things when you watch certain fighters fight you know, on video when you watch the tape. So they don't, they, um, yeah, they're just not going to price in certain things because they're just going mostly by numbers. And then after that, people betting the numbers. So, um, so yeah, hope that answers your question, mate. AJ Sportsbets, that example from Softbook's question wasn't the best. So in short, commission rates is the reason. I would assume so, mate. Either that or um, people get spooked by I want to bet something and I can get better odds. Let's just say the 3.1 was with the commission baked in and everything and you can get threes at bet365. Maybe they just don't take the bet at all because they see the exchange as an, ex an, as an efficient market and say, oh, well, if that's at 3.1, um, there's a reason for that. So I'm not going to take the threes at bet 365 because I'm missing something. I don't know. That could be a reason too. AJ Sports Bets again. In your opinion, what is the sharpest bookmaker for MMA? In terms of money line, probably bet online. 
because they have the biggest limits. Uh, Pinnacle is uh, got big limits too, but you know we're talking about a couple of thousand euros, so not um, not amazing. I think twenty uh, bet online at least last week for the pay per view big, which you know a bigger event. We're offering like twenty thousand US dollars on on money line limits, so quite big. So I would say, um, so I'd say they're you know going to have the sharpest odds for money line. In terms of the props, you would think bet online, but their limits are, are, sh- are shit. At least earlier in the week, I'm not sure what they're like in the last couple of hours or last day before the the fights, but I know that they're very small. Uh, you can get down a lot more money at other books. So, but I do think they're they're probably the sharpest overall bet online. Um, but I, yeah, yeah. I'm very far behind on these questions. I'm sorry, guys. I'm. Uh, when was this one sent? This was sent over ten minutes ago. My better life on exchanges versus softs. Generally, you'll get better odds on the exchange, but those are only on most liquid markets. The soft book is all on the side of, yeah. Cool. Thanks, Neil. Help me out there, brother. Die Rafa is back. Is I have a hidden way to win against the books, and no pro has ever talked about this method. How can I share without losing my advantage? Why? Why would you want to share that then? That would be my question. Do you want to? Because if you do share it, if it is a you know an edge that's not factored into the market then why would you want to share and if you did share then if you share with the wrong people then you're going to lose your advantage so yeah vents says how much can i expect to make from sports betting depending on the bankroll well the bigger your bankroll the bigger your bets, the more money you will make if you're a plus EV better. So um, it's just it's just simple maths, mate. So um, if you um, I mean it's it's quite a this is quite a big question because so firstly you've got bankroll management. So you or whatever staking uh, style you're using, you need to um, yeah come up with a staking plan, and then it all then depends on your edge. So, okay, let's just say you've got a ten thousand dollar bankroll. For me, your max bet with a ten thousand dollar bankroll should be um, should be two percent of that. So that is. $200. So $200 is your max bet. Then you scale that back down, you know, depending on odds ranges and edges, etc., etc. You then need to look at your turnover. 
So with that bankroll and that those staking limits put in place, how much are you turning over every week? Let's just use let's just say a month. So let's just say you turned over fifty thousand dollars. You turned that bankroll over five times. Turned over fifty thousand dollars. Then you'll look at what's your edge. So you've turned over fifty thousand dollars. What is your edge against the market? Five percent. Then it's just simple. You got a five percent edge against the market. Five percent of fifty thousand is five thousand. No, that's ten. Two thousand five hundred. So that is how much you can expect to make from sports betting in one month, depending on your bankroll. So you're better off not looking at your bankroll, but look, look at your bankroll. Okay, got that bankroll. What what should I be staking based on that bankroll? And then from there to work out how much you're going to make, it's a simple return on investment equation. So how much are you investing? How much are you turning over? What's your what's your return on that? 5% and you can do the math from there. D Rafa, you're welcome to share, mate. Can't guarantee. Blah, blah, blah. Daddy Danger, how much are the big betters making each year in Australia? I've no idea. Sorry, mate. Um, I'm sure that the people that are going to make the most from sports betting are the ones that bet into high liquid markets and have a decent edge against them because they can bet lots of money. So, and then the guys that make less amounts are probably betting into smaller markets or maybe they have lot, uh, access to a lot of outs, bookmakers, and they can bet a lot. Yeah. So, yeah, I've got no idea, mate. I don't know how much I make, but I don't know how much other guys in Australia can make. But the big betters like your, your Zelko, Rano, Gajic, whatever, however you pronounce that, Shumi's making millions. The Rafa Ramit. I don't know what's going on. Seems to be some kind of conversation going on here. I'll just stay out of this. <clears throat> AJ Sports, oh, sorry, J1R. The reason people bet on softs is because they change their odds manually, giving you a chance to hit slash react. That's not the case on exchanges, though. Odds are adjusted based, yeah. <clears throat> but also, soft books have their own limits. So you could, you know, hit the max limit at Bet365 and they're not going to change their odds. But then what are you going to do? Are you going to go get someone else's bet 365 and place the same bet? Which is technically not allowed, but, you know, so you're still kind of limited in that capacity too. Tadas Romanas, how are you dealing with bet 365 authenticator app? Because you need to turn on your location on your phone. And as I know, you can't use other people's accounts from the same address. Or are you still using yours? <clears throat> There are ways to, uh, yeah, they, they track your location. They, they you know, that's what Bet365 do. So the way to get around that is you can't, you don't use Wi-Fi. So if you don't use Wi-Fi, then they can't track your exact location. So if you use, um, you know, 
whatever, what do you call it, mobile data or whatever, you know, you're basically not using Wi-Fi, you're using your, um, yeah, your mobile data, then they can't, they know where you are and a general proximity of where you are, but they don't know your exact location. So, um, yes, there you go. Amma, Hoella, if you want to talk more about in more detail into more those kind of topics, then message me on Twitter. Why are you talking about bookmakers while you can use the broker which gives you the best odds? Oh, that's quite a big topic, mate, because um, there's a reason why book bro brokers give you the best odds. You know, mostly brokers are, uh, are using like pinnacles, your sharp bookies, your exchanges. They're very hard to beat. So your ROI on a broker is going to be smaller most of the time than a bookmaker, a soft bookmaker. So yes, a broker will a lot of the time give you the best odds on a on big markets. But there's a reason for that because they're a lot more efficient and they 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 offer you the best odds because they know there's a reason for it because they're confident that they've got the right price so generally people are going to really struggle to make money from sharp and exchanges but bookmakers are a lot, a lot easier to beat because they're not their odds aren't as sharp and that's kind of what what trade mates based around too you're taking the the odds of sharp bookmakers of exchanges some in some cases too, putting it all together, coming up with an efficient market price, and then looking for soft books that are that are out, that have not got the right price. Yeah, yeah, Jay, when I was right, I mean, yeah. Brokers don't give the best odds. They just allow you to bid on multiple books. But, you know, brokers mostly are working with sharp sharp operators. So um, they are um, – so that's why we're saying that they're sharp. Do you still work with uh, Bet Rivers Network, Nigel Sealy? No, mate, I uh, – we did a UFC podcast there for a bit, but I uh, just don't think it was getting much much traction. I could talk UFC every week with anyone in the world because that's, you know, what I spend most of my week doing, but um, I just don't really think there's a demand out there from it in terms of like uh, I feel like most of the people that are interested in hearing from me are uh, mostly Euro-based or maybe Australian-based and it's just not that big compared to the US, you know, US, it's quite big. Uh, I know Bet Rivers is US, but um, I'm just saying most of my following is probably Euro-based because of trade, mate. So, no, I don't, mate. Um, I also did hosted the F1 podcast, which is more just, you know, doing a hosting kind of role there with Neil. But, um, but yeah, that got canned too. I don't think it was getting 
traction they wanted or I think they were just looking to, you know, just really get into the soccer and tennis side of things because it was doing quite well for them. I'm sure it still is. What are your thoughts, J1R, on in-play value betting as there's no metric such as CLV? It'll be more challenging, obviously, but what are your thoughts on it? Should one go into it, accounts might last longer. <clears throat> well, I can only speak on, yeah, what I have done on the, yeah, my UFC live betting. And I guess you can only really, yeah, there's no CLV. You can also, the only, I guess, metric I would say. So for me, most people probably don't lie about UFC, but something I can look at is I bet in between rounds. So let's just say Pinnacle come out with a price at the start of the round at, let's just say, 4.0. Smash the 4.0. Goes down, obviously, because of the auto ticker. But does it does it stay down there or does it come back up? That's That's you know, something you could look at is when I'm like, am I getting CLV within that minute? I know it's like probably not very efficient, but is, are the odds going down with me? What about the exchanges? What odds were they at kind of thing? Um, And then outside of that, you can look at, okay, I bet X fighter at 4.0. What happened after that? Did he, did he or she do what you, um, what predicting would happen, you know, did, did, did the, if I'm betting at 4.0, I'm obviously predicting some kind of change is going to happen in the fight soon. So did that happen? If it, if it, if it didn't happen, was the chances of that happening still, you know, I'm basically saying, let's just say, you know, 4.0, I'm predicting though that there's still a 33% chance that, this fighter can come back and win the fight. Uh, if that didn't happen, was that was, was I accurate in that prediction? Was it? But was it was it more twenty percent? Was it more? You know what I mean. So you kind of just have to do it in your own brain. And I know it's a lot harder to, to come up with a metric like CLV in comparison. It's hard. So you, you know you could take a while before you realize that you don't have an edge. But um. I guess lastly is just racking up enough numbers, enough bets so that you can look at your record overall and say, yeah, I've definitely got an edge here. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, But, yeah, I mean, obviously in-play betting in general, at least in a sport like the UFC, it's getting sharper and sharper. But um, I still think that there are holes there. Um, lots of holes there, but in like the, you know, soccer and all this kind of stuff, it's obviously a lot harder. So, um, if I was, so I would say, yeah, overall, should one get into it? Yes. I would recommend it for anyone that's like really well versed on UFC, does preparation through the week, et cetera, et cetera. I would recommend you do it. Um, cause I think there are definitely some holes there, but if you're a big soccer fan, maybe not because I know it's very uh, sharp and hard to beat. Probably not the person to ask on that, but there are certain sports like 
everything in sports betting where it's going to be easy to beat and and uh, you know or harder to beat. God, sorry. Um, Amar is back. He says, "Well, they do place your bet at the best bookmaker, so would it still be better, right?" I I assume we're talking about brokers like Sport Market Bet in Asia, ones that offer you access to sharp bookmakers. That's what I'm assuming here. So. But yeah, I'm not aware of brokers for like soft books, you know. Um, Tada says, do you think that betting line is sharper on major US leagues like NBA? Because sometimes limits are higher on bet online, not always, but there is more line movement on Pinnacle. Yeah. Well, I mean, the general rule is the sharpest bookmaker is the one that offers the biggest limits. So that's a, that's a very general rule, though. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't follow any of the US leagues. I don't bet on many of them. So I'm not the person to ask, but I've heard at least in years gone by that bet Chris are the sharpest or most efficient pinnacle, obviously up there too. Haven't heard much about bet online, but mate, if they've got the biggest, uh, if they've got the biggest limits, then they're going to be pretty bloody sharp, pretty efficient. Uh, Jay, when I, I've placed over 26,000 bets on the TM on TradeMate over the span of seven months. I'm sitting at more than halfway to $100,000. We'll be down for an interview or something when I hit 100K. I will love to share my story. Yeah, that might be a great idea, mate. Good stuff. Um, Daddy Danger, can you place accumulators on betting exchanges? I don't think you can because that would... I assume not because uh, people, different people are offering different liquidity, you know, laying different things. So um, that wouldn't make much sense. So how does TradeMate have an edge on Sharp Bookies if it is using Sharp? That's a great question, mate. Um, I would say read that article above and you're going to get a better explanation reading that article that I sent through before. I sent it through from the TradeMate Sports YouTube account at 6.25, so 40 minutes ago. But basically, um, there are some sharp bookies that are not as sharp as other bookies, other sharp bookies, so that's probably um, the easiest way to explain it. And yes, mate, the, the edge will be a lot smaller than against the soft bookies, but you can bet more money. Mark is just asking um, JR1 some questions there, so no need to read that out. And I've, I've made it to the most recent comment. Bloody hell. Putting you into a bit of a position here, in your opinion, who is the best sports better you know for football and MMA? Um, well, I, I don't follow anyone for football betting. Um, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna choose sides there, but I know lots of good ones. Obviously, Nigel's been successful over years. 
Marco has done well. You've got um, like Neil McDonald does well. I'm probably missing lots of guys. Got Paul fainting the line, but he's obviously doing props. Um, so yeah, George Gamble, but he doesn't really have his own channel. So yeah. And then for MMA, I don't really have a personal relationship with anyone in the uh, who's betting MMA regularly other than Ryan. So, so I would advocate for Ryan for sure. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely the sharpest sports better I know in the MMA, you know, MMA world. Um, but there are there are other guys out there that I know good MMA tipsters you can follow too that are also also great. So, yeah. D. Rafa, have I ever followed Bender wins? No, sorry, mate. All right, let's uh, let's have a final call for questions here. We've just gone over the hour mark. I'm getting quite quite fatigued here. So, last call for questions. Um, before I head off. Oh, we still got a nice little um, little convo going on here between the boys. But, yeah, guys, if you've got any other questions outside of this, hit me up on Twitter. Um, yeah, always happy to answer questions. Um, I've left my Twitter handle, I believe, in the thing below. So you can find me there. Um but yeah. All right, last questions. J1R says, is Jonas Edge still or Junus? Uh Jonas. Do you mean uh Edge Alerta maybe? I assume that's who you mean. Uh is he still yeah, they still Edge Alerta is still up and operating. So uh, if you're talking about Jonas, yeah, Jonas is still alive. Talk to him all the time. So sorry if you can hear the dog barking. Uh, have you ever worked with Odds Checker as in work for them? I don't understand what I would do for them, though. Like one of the made like, like those previews or something. Um, would I write a – is that what you mean or worked with odds, like used it? I, I've used odds checker, yeah. Um, just clarify that for me, AJ. One more question about ProVersion. So you think that just doing some simulations on exchanges will not be enough to be profitable? <laughs> I don't know. I, I've never really used it all that much and – I know that when I did a deep dive into it, it was two and a half years ago and I wrote an article about it and it was a thorough article. So if that's a follow-on question from the article, I can't help you. Maybe that question is answered in the article. I can't remember what I wrote. It's been that long. Sorry. Sorry, uh, Tadas. I don't mean to be rude or anything. Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry. There's it, yeah, Jay, when I was referring to Jonas Yelstad, well, Junus, uh, 
J-O-O is uh, the founder of Edge Alerter. So I thought you were talking about him. Um, yeah, Jonas, is he uh, is his Edge still active? He doesn't do what he used to do. So um, is his Edge still active? I'm not too sure, but I know that he doesn't do what he used to do. He does some other things now in the sports betting world, which I don't think he really wants anyone to know about. Um, but um, he's not the CEO of TradeMap also. He's just, a, you know, a co-founder or, a, you know, an owner nowadays. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I know he still bets, but I think he does uh, stuff that's a lot different to what he uh, what he used to do. Maybe he does still do what he used to do. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure he doesn't. AJ Sports Bets uh, clarifying what sports. Yeah. Odds checking. Yeah. So tipsters giving out tips. I mean, maybe. I don't know. It depends how much they want to pay me. I doubt they'd want to. I don't know. Maybe they want to do something on UFC or something. But, um, yeah. Would it be something I'd look at? Sure. But, I mean, is it worth my time versus betting or researching my own bets? Probably not. What sports do you currently, you bet on currently? Uh, yeah, so, mate, I do uh, MMA. I do, in terms of origination, mostly do uh, MMA and uh, rugby league just kind of like try scorer stuff in, in rugby league, not really uh, the, the bigger markets. And then for uh, in terms of other stuff, I get in terms of like information from other guys or one or two tipsters, I do, uh, yeah, soccer, tennis, uh, golf. That's about it really. Yeah. All right. I think that, um, I think that just about does us. Terrific stuff. It's been it's been fun to uh, and a, a good showing, a better showing than I thought we'd get on short notice. So maybe I should do this a little bit more often. If you guys, yeah, if you guys do want me to do this more often, let me know. I'll try and you know do as much as possible. Hopefully, you guys can't hear the construction going on outside. It's quite loud, but um, yeah, really enjoyed it, guys. Thanks for tuning in. It was good to good to get back into this and answer some questions. Like I said, hit me up on Twitter if you got some more questions. Um. But if not, it's been it's been great, and uh, yeah, maybe we can do something similar sometime soon, hopefully. Um, so yeah, cheers for tuning in, everyone. See you, AJ. See you, Tadas, and I will yeah, like I said, hopefully see you guys soon. Catch up.